Hi, my turtle doves. How are you? How are you? How are you? It's been a few days, right? Um, I've just been around. <laughs> um, nothing special living and going to work and doctor's appointments and things like that. And um, I was, I, I go to church on Sundays. And, you know, I most of the time that I want to do a podcast is because something touches me or I hear it in my spirit to do one. And maybe God gives me something or maybe I experience something and I just really can't wait and I want to share it and writing it at the moment isn't sufficient for me. So I am here to share something that was placed in my spirit when I was in church about two Sundays ago. Um, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there and service is amazing. Service is awesome. Um, We finish with the opening prayer and the choir comes up to sing and there's a new addition to the choir, which is one of the family members of the the church. And immediately there was like a lot of things that went off in my brain. Um, You asked to join the choir like six times and here she comes because she's a part of the family. She's there. And I, I know that pride and jealousy and covetousness, those are all deadly sins. So in my brain, I'm like, you know what, that's nothing but the devil trying to make me angry, trying to put me in a place where I'm unable to receive the word that God has for me today, which was an amazing word that um, the apostle the, the apostle preached um, or, or taught or ministered or whatever word you use. And it was an amazing word, something that I really, really needed at the moment, which was basically telling me, don't give up what God gave you. Um, don't backtrack. God made you this person. Don't give up who God made you by making the wrong turn. And I needed that message. I really, really needed it. And um, I'm, 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 uh, this is praise and worship. And praise and worship is my thing. I love music. I love songs. So I'm watching this girl. And in my brain, there's so much going on. I wanted to be in the choir. And she, this and that, you know, so on and so forth. So many different things that are going on through my brain. And eventually God said, turn your face. And I need you to focus on me. So I turned my face to the wall. And then I immediately went into praise. The song that they were singing was um victory belongs to Jesus the victory belongs to him so the victory belongs to Jesus by Todd Dulaney and immediately as soon as I turned to face the wall God started showing me so much he started saying so much to me he started showing me you know basically this is where I bought you from and this is where you are This is who you were and this is who you are now. This is what you looked like and this is what you look like now. You thought that you were going to die, but I sustained you. Give me my praise. So, I mean, I I could, I hollered. Like, I literally hollered to the rafters. I had to give God his glory and I had to say, you know what, devil, you are a liar. You're not going to have me sit here convicted and upset and angry about something that doesn't belong to me. Um, So that, that was that Sunday. And then um, a little bit later on in the service, after the apostle ministered, he started to lay hands on specific people. Um, In my brain, I'm just like, 
I really don't care to have a prophecy, you know, because I, I have my thing about prophets, you know. I don't want anybody to prophesy to me about money, gold, diamonds, cars, and jewelry. I want somebody to tell me that God is going to bring me out of this mental state that I'm in and God is going to make me a mother of nations where I can help people, you know, be free from generational curses. Those are the type of prophecies that I want. And so as he goes to lay hands on people, he lays hands on people that he knows. So here we go again. And I'm going to call it jealousy. I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to, like I said, 100% transparent. Just call me transparent Tracy. <laughs> call me transparent Tracy today. So I'm feeling a tinge of jealousy because I'm like, I know that there's a prophecy for me because I can feel it in my belly and I'm about to give birth to it. And I hear God say, you need to calm down. Calm down. And he's talking to me, but I'm still feeling that jealousy. And I'm like, oh, he just prophesying to them because he knows them. And I'm in my brain, I'm feeling all these different emotions. And um, I said, you know what? She needed that because what he said was is that he released her from the hurt. And the and he she he was like, basically, don't you let the devil keep you in that place of hurt. And I see it happening. And, and right now I'm going to release you from that spirit. So he laid hands on her. She was set free. Thank God. You know, and I was like, she needed that. So I was able to push when I heard her wail, that means that that hurt had already started to implant deep inside her heart and it was about to take hold of her. And so when I heard that wail that she let out, I was like, she needed that. She needed it more than I did needed anything. I didn't need anything. You know what I mean? So I, I, I prayed for her as he prayed for her. And I praised God for her deliverance and her healing and her being set free. Um, and as I'm leaving church and I get in the car, God says that you're looking for man to choose you when I've already chosen you. You're looking for men to choose you. And I've already chosen you. And by men, I don't mean like men, the gender. I mean men in general, because when you say men, it's a human race, like, you know, human race, the whole race. You're looking for someone to see who you are and choose you and set you apart. And I've already done that. And I said, okay, God, you know, my bad, excuse me. <laughs> You know, like literally there was a chastisement. As soon as I got in my car, in my own privacy, God said, I chose you and you're looking to be chosen. And I didn't stop and give him praise and worship and fall all out. I just was like, you know, duly noted, duly noted. Help me with that. Take the desire to have someone choose me for a task out of me because you've already chose me. Right. I wrote down some scriptures that I'm going to give you that lets you know that God chose you before you even knew who you are. Before you were formed in your mother's belly, God chose you. And I got some scriptures that I'm going to read. But first, here's Transparent Tracy's moment. I'm going to share with you a couple of things. When I was younger, I sing. You know, that's that's my thing. I love music. I can give you a music for every different scenario, whether it's heartbreak, love, happiness, sadness, you know, gratefulness, congratulations. I can give you a song for almost anything from different genres. I love music, the the instruments, the ad libs, the highs and the lows, the different octaves, the bass, the tenor, the soprano. I love it all. And 
I, I, I tried out a couple times, you know, first already feeling like I'm not good enough, you know, and already trying to fade into the back while hoping to be seen all at the same time. Biggest oxymoron. I want to, I want to disappear, but I want you to see me. And, um, I, I got up enough courage to try out multiple times for choirs and solos and things like that. And I never got chosen. So what that did was without having anyone to encourage me or having anyone to speak to that spirit of defeat that was latching itself to me, I started to say, you know what, I'm not going to try out no more. Um, When I sing, I'm going to sing to myself. I'm not going to sing out loud in front of people because I don't want anyone to hear my voice. So I, I did that for a lot, a lot of years. I think up until um, it was time for me to sing at my dad's funeral. Um, or even, the, no, you know what? Actually, I sang the Star Spangled Banner for my high school graduation. I sang the Star Spangled Banner for my high school graduation when I was in sixth grade. Um, we did this little time capsule thing where we would all do different things. And I sang a song. And I remember I was wearing this Tweety Bird jumper with this hair in a ponytail with this little piece out in the back, like a little tail. Um, so there were a couple times that I was chosen, but to me, that was just never good enough. But over the, over the course of, as I got older, 15, 16, 17 years old, trying out for different positions, not getting chosen. I say, you know what? I'm not trying out for anything anymore because nobody's ever going to choose me. Even purchasing raffle tickets, you know, going to buy a dollar raffle ticket. I never get chosen for the raffle. So it was like, okay, you know what? This never happens. I'm never lucky. I never get picked. I never get chosen. And I'm just not going to even try anymore. I'm going to be who I am individually. And I'm not going to try to be a part of the group or the crowd, which was something that if someone older than me who had a healed persona who knew what healthy thinking was all about. If I had shared that with someone around me, they could have told me and rebuked that spirit of rejection or that spirit of um, wanting someone else to choose me and just giving up. Like you, you don't sound like Beyonce, but you sound like you. And who's to say that Beyonce is better than you, right? Most people will say that Beyonce is better than you because of the fame and the fortune and the husband and the kids and those things. That's what the world says is riches. That's what the world says is great. But I know people who sing in my church choir and like like the 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 voices of Judah, those singers are amazing. Like when they get up there on Sundays, I'm talking they shoot the world down. Like they tear those songs up. They have us rocking and bebopping and we be getting it on, you know? And so I I would account like I love Beyonce. I love her. You know, I don't listen to her music anymore because I try not to listen to certain things that will change my mood. But boy, I would take Voices of Judah any day because they speak to my spirit when they sing. So just because you don't sing like Beyonce does not mean that you're not as valuable as she is. So I'm going to read a couple scriptures that lets you know that you are already chosen. So you don't need anyone to choose you. You don't need a man or a woman. You don't need a mother or a father, a cousin, a brother, a sister. You don't need anyone to choose you because you are already set apart by the one who created you. The one who spared not his only son, which I say so much. He spared not his only son that you can have life and have it more abundantly. 
And that's one of my favorite scriptures. I think everybody loves to quote John in 3, 6, um, 3 and 16, which actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and start with John 3.16, because that's where the beauty starts. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall have life eternally, or eternal life, I put, shall have eternal life. Um, the one that spoke, the, the two scriptures that spoke to me the most was Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12, which says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. And then Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to nations. Before I formed you in your mother's room, before you were born, I set you apart. So he already set you apart as a chosen one of many nations. Um, and then Psalm 139, verse 13, and then I skipped over to verse 15 through 16. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's room. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret, in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. He wrote your story before your story was even in the process. He saw you. He created you. He saw, listen. God chose you. He saw you before he you were an image in his mind before you were manifested into reality. Before that sperm hit that egg and that little alien, I like to call them aliens, but the, the actual name is embryos. But when you were being formed in your mother's room, womb, when that hair started sprouting and those little eyes and that heart and them kidneys and them lungs started forming, God saw you in his mind as an image and he thought of you before you were you, before anybody knew who you were, his thought of you. He chose you. He said, I'm going to make one of her. I'm going to make an Andrea. Or I'm going to make a John. I'm going to make a Lewis. I'm going to make an Ashley. I'm going to make an Yvette. I'm going to make a Sarah, a Susie, a Suzanne. He's going to make one of you because he loved you before you knew who you were. His thought of you was sufficient. He chose you. So why do you want anyone else in the world to choose you? Anyway, moving on. And then I wrote down John 15 and 16. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. So not only did he imagine you, but he imagined you and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. That means that I saw you and he saw your lineage. He saw your bloodline. He saw everyone that was to come after you. He created your forefathers and he saw you through your forefathers. So God had so many different 
things in mind. He created the heaven and the stars. He created water, the thing that sustains us. He created food, the things that gives us our gives gives us uh, sorry our nutrients. He created beautiful flowers in the summer, spring, winter, and fall. He created all those things, but he thought about it and he said, "I'm going to make a you." Huh? He chose you. You ain't choose him. So what you need, man, to choose you for the man, the. The supreme being, the God, the father of all heaven and earth, the one who thought it, who spoke it, and it was so, chose you. And you want a man who God created to choose you. Think about that for a second. So what else do I have? Let's see. I have Ephesians 1 and 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Girl, you know God chose you before he created the sun. God chose you before he created the sun. I don't eat pork no more, but back then when I used to eat bacon, bacon was delicious. God chose you before he made bacon. <laughs> God chose you before he made air condition on a 100 degree summer day. He chose you before he thought of everything else. He thought about you first. First Peter 2 and 9, but you are a chosen race. Hmm. You are a chosen race. You are chosen. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who calls you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Galatians 1 and 5. But when he who set me apart before I was born, and who called me by grace. He set you apart before you were born. You know, when you open that pack of Starburst and you don't want the orange and the yellow ones, but you already got in your mind that when I open this pack of Starburst, I'm going straight for these red ones. And I'm going straight for the pink ones. And I'm going straight for whatever other flavor you like. I like the mystery Starburst, but when God opened the pack of Starburst, he said, I'm going straight for Andrea. He said, I'm going straight for Susie, John, Catherine, Karen. He going straight for you. Nothing in hell can separate you from God. Nothing on earth. So many different things. There's a scripture that I'm going to look up. Um, it. It basically tells you that nothing can separate you from the love of God. But I, I said all of that to say we spend a lot of time with our own thoughts, learning wrong thoughts and feeling different things that if you don't say it out loud, no one can rebuke it and no one can tell you what the right thinking is. You spend so much time saying, I never get chosen, so I'm just going to stop trying. Or you you say that um, this man left me to go with this other woman. 
maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I'm not something, you know, like whatever your thought is, I'm not pretty enough. I wasn't good enough. Maybe if I would have did this just a little bit longer or a little bit harder, if I would have did this better, then maybe he would still be here. Um, maybe if I was a better child, my mom would still love me. Or maybe if I had washed the dishes like I was supposed to, or maybe if I would have ironed his clothes or her clothes, or if I would have cooked this thing, or if I would have did this thing just a little bit better then everybody would have stayed with me. However, if that were the case, they would still be there. We want to always self-evaluate to make sure that we're doing all the things that we can possibly do to be the best us, right? And then after you've evaluated yourself, which you don't know everything, when someone else comes to you and tell you that maybe you can change this, you think about it. Test the spirits. I wrote that down. Um, and I think I shared it before that it says test all spirits because many false prophets come in the name of Jesus. So when someone tells you something, you don't just take it and run with it. You test it. See if it's true. See if it's a good thing. You know, see if it's something that aligns with the word of God. But I'm saying that you don't need anyone to choose you because God chose you. You are already a chosen one. God says that before the battle even started, we won it. He sent his son to shed innocent blood so that he can go down to the depths of hell and bring back the keys to every door that can ever be closed or opened in your life. So, my turtle dove, with her awesome, amazing, beautiful self. That one didn't last as long as I thought it would, this podcast, but it's just so, it's just so simple. You don't need anybody to choose you because you're already chosen and set apart. We were made with different fingerprints, different eyes, and different toe prints, and different hair patterns, and different different noses, and eyes, and ears, and we may have some similar features. Even identical twins have different fingerprints. We were all made different because we are unique in our own way. Desolate, but still divine. Broken, gracefully, but still useful. My turtle dove, I love you. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're awesome. You're on the process to being who God created you to be. And my challenge to you today is to keep going. When you feel that you're not being seen, when you feel that you're being overlooked, when you feel that it doesn't matter, keep going. The characters in the Bible didn't know they were in the Bible. They still don't know they were in the Bible because they're dead. They don't know that the life that they led in front of other people was written about. And it's the very thing that we use as the blueprint to, to salvation, the blueprint to everyday struggles, trials and tribulations and beat downs of life. <laughs> um, you are chosen. My challenge to you is to act as so. Hold your head up, stick your chest out, shoulders back, crown on, and if it tilts, push it back on and just keep on going because you are God's chosen one. Continue to walk your story out. 
Because the one who's important, the one who chose you, the one who created you sees it. He's the one that you want to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, when it's all said and done. You don't want him to say, depart from me because I don't know you. But in your walk, make sure you leave little trails and nuggets for the generation that's to come behind you. You may not get to see it, but because you don't see it doesn't mean that Moses didn't lead the Israelites to the promised land and died before they even set foot in that land. It doesn't mean that Abraham, who walked with God and who is our forefather, doesn't mean that his blessings didn't rain down upon us and made us the head and not the tail and above and not believe and made the enemies our footstool. My turtle dove, be beautiful, be amazing, be chosen, be who God created you to be. Heal from generational curses and help other kids and other human beings not have to heal from things that you had to heal from by just speaking it out loud and sharing your story as much as you possibly can because we are the blueprint to someone else surviving. Be the blueprint, my turtle dove. I hope you have the most amazing night. It is April 29th. I did a seven-day fast, which was super weird. Um, during that seven-day fast, that was when God told me that I chose you and I set you apart. So why are you looking for someone else to choose you? And also during that seven days, like there was no coffee and it was just so weird. And my spirit was just rocked and I had all types of dreams and God was whispering things to me and teaching me and showing me things that I really didn't want to speak out loud. And um, as soon as the fast was over, it's like the world calmed down. Everybody went back to normal. But anyway, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Have the most amazing day. and. Continue to be beautiful, my turtle dove. Continue to be chosen, set apart, amazing. Continue to heal from that trauma. Heal from that pain. Heal from the things that no one ever said sorry for. Take the apology that no one ever gave. Because unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die from it. Have a great day, my turtle doves. Bye. Hi, my turtle doves. Good morning. Good morning. It's a whole nother day. Um, it's actually Friday, April 30th, 2021. And I was going over the podcast that I recorded and did not post last night because I was attending a um, over the phone church service. So I said in the last podcast, which I totally forgot before I challenged you to um, be who God called you to be because you're already chosen. I told you that I would read the scripture for you and I totally forgot about that. So Romans 8 and 35 through 39 is the scripture that I was talking about that says nothing will separate you from the love of God. And I'm going to go ahead and read it. It is the NIV version. Um, Romans 8, 35 through 39. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. From the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, you face death. Um, But it says we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, 
In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you know that Jesus Christ is the glue that holds it all together. God created us and we kind of made him mad right because he looked at us and he says that these humans their heart is evil they wake up from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep they plot evil they plot evil in their hearts they're evil to one another they're just such evil races and he basically in the old testament you died for everything that you did if you look the wrong way you died um it is in the old testament that it says that if your hand or your eye causes you to sin cut that hand off or pluck that eye out because it's better to enter the gates of heaven without an eye or without a hand than to go to hell fully complete so <laughs> and then our brother said god forgive them for they know not what they do right um, so he said, I'll be the one, I'll be the sacrificial lamb and I'll go down there and I'll die for them so that their sins can be forgiven. Just give them a chance, you know? So, you know, like, um, I was having a conversation, well, not a conversation because I posted, um, on my Facebook page that you should not wake up yelling at children in the morning, um, just because you set the tone of the day. And I understand that kids can be so busy because someone was like, um, you don't know what that kid did to get that beating. And I was like, you know, by all means, I know that from the time a child wakes up if they're too quiet they're probably like in the bathroom putting vaseline on everything or eating the toothpaste or eating like the whole pack of cheese so i know that just like children can get into things and you can't blame them because they're children they don't know that they're not supposed to do it sometimes they know that they're doing something wrong but not until you correct them that they know not to do it again so you got to try it out just to know <laughs> as a child but as an adult we kind of got a handle on um right and wrong good and evil so um i said all of that just to say that nothing can separate you from the love of god the one who called you out before you were formed in your mother's womb the one who thought about you before he thought about the moon and the stars above before he thought about the sun before he thought about air conditioning like i said i keep mentioning air conditioning and baking because those two things are awesome i don't eat pork anymore but i remember that bacon was some good stuff <laughs> so <laughs> before god thought about that car that you're driving in or gave the human the idea to think about the car because god thought it first but before god thought about the world he thought about you before he thought about the world he thought about you he chose you he set you apart of the million eggs that floats around in your mom's fallopian tube he chose you he picked you out he called you out he said i want that one to be fertilized and grown and created you could have been in a miscarriage you could have been an abortion you could have been a freak accident but you weren't god said i choose her I choose him. I choose them. So um, the same challenge. Um, stand in your chosenness. Stand in knowing God chose you. God set you apart. And you are just amazing. You are simply amazing, my turtle dove. So have a happy Friday. Have an amazing Friday. 
Have a great day. You are beautiful. You are loved. You're not lucky. You're loved. You're blessed. And blessed does not mean monetary. It means spiritually, characteristically, morale. Have a great day. Bye.